0: Okay, let's get started with Parshas Tazria Mitzorah, Tav hey. We are, for the next couple of weeks, up until Parshas B'chukosai, uh, we are one week ahead of the B'nei Chutzlaretz, but uh, it's okay to get uh, get the Shear a week earlier. Uh, but we are Tazria Mitsora. Okay, we start off with a new Sefer that I uh, just got my hands on, called Lachzos B'noam Hashem. Lachzos B'noam Hashem has... Beautiful sefer with three different sections in each uh, parsha. It has uh, thoughts and mussar and stories. Three sections on every on every parsha. So the first two thoughts tonight are from the Lachzos Noam Hashem. Says the Torah, beginning of our parsha, as we know, beginning of Tazria. V'Idab Rachel Mosheleimar. The first mitzvah discussed, the first topic discussed, is about Yoledes, about having a baby. T'aberel Bnei Yisrael Leimar. Ishakis Tazria Vialda Zachar. Where a woman has a baby and has a male son, has a boy. There's tumma for seven days. Like the days that she is a nida. On day eight, then, uh, brismila is, is performed. We know this is a totally extra pasik. Pasuk gimel. We already know from elsewhere that there's a mitzvah of brismila. We know it from Sefer Darshan, This Pasuk is telling me, even on Shabbos. Even if brismila falls out on Shabbos, as long as it is a mila bismano, the baby was born on Shabbos, the following Shabbos, midaraisa, one is not only allowed, but has a chiv to do brismila, even on Shabbos, even though it is a malacha daraisa of chovel, but it is still allowed. That's pasikim. Let's go back for a moment, says the bin Almashem, to the idea of a baby being born. Something that we can take with us. He asks, he goes to Maral Sins, one of the uh, achronim from the 1800s, who famously said towards the end of his life, whoever publishes my Svarim and is, uh, um, then, I'll daven for them in Shemaim and I'll bring them Yeshuos. So that's why there was a few people out there that are very big on disseminating the Torah of the Maharal Sins in order to, uh, to have Yeshuos. So, the Maharal Sins, he has many different Svarim out. So there he quotes, why is it why do we love babies? Why does everybody go crazy at a baby? You go into the nursery in the hospital, it's total strangers. And we're making faces at them, and there's, we're connected to them. A baby was just born, total strangers, they've never done anything for me, and I love them, and I kiss them, and I hold them, and I hug them. What, is it only because they're so hopeless? It's only because they're so. There's no. Well, what what else? They you have to you have to love them. But at root, why do we love babies? You know, as they get older, only the parents have such feelings towards them. You know, and but you know when they're when they're just born in the hospital. So even after the hospital for a couple of weeks, it's just there's something special about them. If it's just the parents, if it's just the relatives, fine, I'd understand it. Babies who are total strangers to the people holding them. Where does this love come from? Where does this overflow of emotion that we all have for babies? Where does it come from? as we read in our parsha of Iolda Zacher. So what is it? So he explains based on a Mishnah in Perkei Avos. Says the Mishnah, We know the principle, anyone who, anyone who has, gets along with people, Hashem is happy with that person. But many explain that it's not a cause, but it is a reflection. If ruach abrios nocha himenu, that is a reflection that ruach hamakom nocha himenu. That Hashem is happy with the uh, with what the person is doing. When somebody is always very argumentative and can't get along with people, that's a reflection that a kaddish baruch hu is also. But the two go together, ruach abrios and ruach hamako. This baby has not done anything wrong yet. This baby is perfect in the eyes of Hashem. This baby hasn't done any time. Yes, he was just taught kalatar apula in utero, but he has no sins. He's perfect in the realm of Ruach HaMakom. Memeila, Ruach HaBrios, if he's perfect in his relationship with that he's perfect in the relationship with the man. That's why everybody loves him. The message for us being, we have to work on both. Right, The more we can have one, hopefully it spills over into the other, and the more we have the second, it spills over into the first. Ruach rocha, Ruach HaMakom. They are both on our radar for us to fulfill. One might call it but it's a little, even a little deeper. Ruach HaMakom nochehemenu includes not just mitzvos, but what a Kodesh Baruch would appreciate. So this baby is perfect. Ruach HaMakom nochehemenu. So that's why as well. So the next time we love a baby, we kiss a baby, we have to realize why we're doing it, why it's in the nature of human beings. Because he's perfect in the eyes of God, so he's perfect in the eyes of man as well. And then, says the Lachsos Benoam Hashem, his own thought, relating to the next passage, On the eighth day, we know, is the Mitzvah of brismila. says the Shulchan Aruch. In Yerodeah, he quotes this in source number two. There is an ancient minhag, goes back to the days of the Midrashim, maybe to the days of the Torah, right? That uh, the Midrashim explaining what Avram did, but goes way back to make a suudah, suudah's mitzvah for bris milah. It is so crucial, the suudah of bris milah, that it might even be different than other types of suudos mitzvah, in that that is why we don't invite to a suudah of a bris milah. Because if we invite and someone says no, that would be rejecting a mitzvah. So we just let people know when the bris is, and when the su'udah will be. The announce the bris will be not that everybody's invited to come, because we don't want that to have if they can't make it, we don't want that to have to be rejecting a mitzvah. But that's the idea of a suuda for a brismila. So he quotes Bisfaram Hakadoshim Hifligu Suudas Mitzvah. He says, if you look we have a few opportunities to have seudos mitzvah. Of course, Shabbos and Yontif. But even separate from that, we have the idea of having a se'udah related to a mitzvah. Uviprat, the mitzvah is brismila. Bris is a prototype. That is a model. But when we have a si'um, when we have a wedding, when we have a get-together even of tamidah hachamim, or of people learning Torah at all, as the mission says in Pirkei The Shlach is quoted quoted in the Mishnaburah. We've quoted this in other contexts where the Shlach says if everything that we put into our mouth is L'sheh Mitzvah and we fill our tables with Torah, then everything we eat is a Sudah's Mitzvah. Says the Lachzos v'noam Hashem she'ish L'sudah's mitzvah L'macham in Torah. Even in the in the Torah, there's a there's a source for this seuda's mitzvah. The Gemara Nida Why is Mila on day eight? Rashi says there why day eight? Because for seven days the 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 mother is tameya to the husband, and therefore afterwards that's why everybody can be besimcha. Earlier kulam smeichim sheochlin Vishosim B'Su'udah. Everybody's eating and drinking. We see that. That's a Dindar raisa, Rashi is explaining. So it's a Dindar raisa, the idea to have a Suudas, su-udas mila. There are many stories in Chazal about this as well. There's even the Medrash Tanchuma, which he quotes in the name of Rav Shemim Amar Rav bo in adam yoser mi There is no uh, item in the world that's more precious to a father than his child. In this case, his son. So what does he do? He takes him and he gives him surgery. He's only eight days old and he's already performing elective surgery. It's not really so elective. Why? Because Hashem told me to. What's the reason? Hashem told me. He sees he's making his son bleed. Um, and he's smiling, and everybody's saying Mazel Tov. And then what? You have a suudah mitzvah. You have a suudah mitzvah. Baruch Hu sees that, and he has nachas ruach. He has nachas ruach. So now explains beautifully. says mm-hmm. the lachzus b'naam Hashem, move up as far The suudah of resmila, or even expanding it. Every suudah mitzvah has such power. Against the prosecuting forces of the Jewish people. The spiritually prosecuting forces, the dark side, the Sitra achra. The mouth of the Sitra achra, the mouth of the prosecuting forces is closed when B'nai Yisrael are always taken to bris Even he quotes, Kabbalistically, the word for the Sitra achra in many sources is called sama'el. See in parentheses on line 14, sama'ak mem Aleph flamid, sama'el. Maybe that stands for Suudas Mitzvah in Lassos. He doesn't want you to make a Suudas Mitzvah because that ruins his whole prosecution. Samoil Suudas Mitzvah in Lassos. We say, no, we dafka make a Suudas Mitzvah. Why? What's the power of a Suudas Mitzvah? Again, the origins of it are Suudas Bris. So he quotes an amazing story from the Levi Yitzchak Mibar Classic. He quotes from the Yitzhak. Yitzchak. Line 16. Whenever he got invited to a brismila, he was very makpid to go, but he was makpid to tell the Bali Simcha, make sure the Suda Smiths was done appropriately. No He's gonna come tate bitnai. Sudha Smiths You have to make the suda properly. So he says, what's why? What's, what's the focus? So the Rebbe says, well, you know what I'm known for, he says to his Talmud. I'm known for, obviously, Rebbe Yisrael, to defend Yisrael. He always comes up with svaris and logic to talk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu about, about Am Yisrael. See, so he says, I stand up there against the Satan. And the Satan has this Aveir and that Aver and this kitrug and that kitrug, And the Satan says, you know, <coughs> this is what they deserve. You know what I say to the Satan? I have one Taina that he has no answer to. When was the last time that a Jew made a suda with shame his aveira? When was the last time that a Jew got up and said, oh, I am so besimcha that I'm doing this aveira, I'm going to make a suda to celebrate. It never happens. You make a this mitzvah, a suda Aveira? l'chal You have a suda, su- when was the last time a Jew did that? He never does that. Ah, what about the mitzvos? Ah, oh. He makes a suda and he throws a party and he invites his friends on Shabbos and on Yantif and Brismila and a wedding. There's no answer to that. It shows simcha of a Jew doing a mitzvah. I don't just do the mitzvah. I throw a party. When do we throw a party? When we're happy about something. When there's a birthday party because we're happy that it's a birthday. When there's a, uh, anything, you throw a party because you're happy. Line 20. Whenever a Jew does a mitzvah, who owes his oath to he does it with his lavos, he does it with Simcha. He's broken! A Jew is upset! Even if the Eitzahara gets the better of him, and if he enjoys the Aveira, does he make a suda celebrating? What a great replay Yitzchak. I never saw a Jew make a party for the other a Sudas avera, Only Sudas Mitzvah is a god. you have no answer. That's why Samael says Suda's Mitzvah in Lasos. Because that shows our our Hashkafa, our mentality in doing the mitzvah. Who some we don't rush out. The mitzvah done. It's an ol. It's a shebu. Oh, I have to do it. You're right. Mitzvahs lavo nitnu. But still, when we do it, we're b'simcha when we do it. And because the Satan knows this, he tries everything he can to get us not to have proper suutahs mitzvah. Says of Levi that's why whenever I go, I tell about the simcha. Make sure it's done properly. This is this is my this is my defense. I need to use this when I when I defend Klal Yisrael. And therefore, he was always. uh Ready for it to have that uh to have that element. Oh. He just quotes at the end, turning the page, just another story. That relieved Islam was really the main point, but he quotes another story at the Sasemas that he sent his son to a certain kfar to go meet a certain person to get a bracha from him. Get a bracha from him. So he's like, Okay, so he goes, he goes to the kfar and he goes to in uh in Warsaw, in Varsha, and he finds knocks on the door, he sees and he meets this person and he's a, he's a Pasha Jew. Doesn't seem to be anything special, but he says, I'm the son of the Svazemes, and, and uh, you know, he said, I need a bracha from you. He's like, oh, okay. okay. He said, he wants a bracha? Does he give him a bracha? Fine. He left, he went back home, and he says to his father, I don't understand, he wasn't such a special person. Nobody even knew who he, half the people didn't even know who he was. I, I didn't see anything special in his house. I saw a couple of svarim on the shelf, but nothing, nothing unique. I didn't know what, uh, what I was supposed to see there. So the Svazemes says, even he doesn't understand why he's so special. He says, what do you mean? He says, maybe he's one of the Laman vav sadikim. So he says, no. He says, let me tell you. He says, years ago when he had a son, he didn't have any money. He had nothing to make a suuda for the bris milah. And he sold basic kalim of his house in order to be able to get a few pennies in order to make a suda for the bris milah. That act said the svasemes hadavar roshim gadol bashamayim. That act in the heavens made, had unbelievable effects, made an unbelievable Rosem Sheish Pashut as azos. A simple Jew did this to be able to celebrate bring, being Machnus' son into the world and being a Jew. So they were Gozer and Shemayim. Any bracha that this man gives is going to be Mekuyim. How did the Spasamis know this? That's not for us to ask. Mm-hmm. But this is the. This is the story again the power of a Saudah's mitzvah and the power as we have here the mitzvah Bris Milah mentioned in Parshas Tazria. Okay, moving right along. Starting with Tazria as we continue, Tazria mitzorah, both of those parshios in an extreme way, but we continue even afterwards a little bit, but Tazria mitzorah, more so than any other Parsha's, we have the concepts of Tuma and tara. Tumintara. We start off with Tomas Yoledes, then we go to Mitzora, and then we go to Zav and Zava and Nida and Shechvazera and all the other ones mentioned in in Parshas Mitzora. And the question is, what's it all about? How are we supposed to understand whatever we can understand? And it's hard because, as Rabbi Steinzaltz points out in Source Number Four, there is no translation in any language of the word Tume. What does it mean? For lack of a better term, we say impure. Okay, but what does that mean? What does it mean to be impure? Does it mean dirty? Does it mean that's also we? Can, you can't translate tameh. There's no other language that has the word for tuma. So how how could we relate it to us? How can we understand it? And just to ask a pointed question: Why is Tumas Yoledes the first one that's mentioned in these two partios of Tuma? Tomas Yoledus, a woman, having a baby, being becoming Tame, she is the first. As if that is the model of Tumavatara. If you understand her, then you understand all Tumavatara. And we've discussed many times in the past years, various approaches to Tomas Yoledas. Why exactly she's Tame, you might think just the opposite. The greatest thing that a person could do is to, to the greatest imitation of Hashem is when a woman has a baby. Was a creation. So there's tuma there. Why should there be tuma there? So what does it mean? So let's read the words of Rabbi Steinzaltz. We had a similar idea a number of years ago from Rabbi, Rabbi Hirsch, but uh, this year we'll see it in the mind of Rabbi Steinzaltz, and we'll see all of his applications to, to his idea. Again, some of these ideas are mentioned in other Svarim, but let's see what he has to say. Says the Rabbi Steinzaltz. we're not going to read the whole thing. Let's go to the second paragraph. Line nine. First he notes by way of introduction that we have to realize that the world of Tumavatara of requires deep understanding. After all, the pasuk in Sefer Yeshayahu, which is quoted in Mesekhabastaflamad Aleph, which is the source for Shas Mishnah, for the names of the six Siddarim, every word in that Pasik alludes to another. Seder of Mishnah is Emunah is Seder zroim because you have to have Emunah at the plant. Itecha that means your times, that's Moed. Chosen is protection, a husband protects a wife. Yeshua is salvation. That's Nezikin. And then the last two, Chachma and Daas. It seems, says Rabbi Shedayim to be in ascending order in terms of depth. And the last one is Seder Taharos. That's noted by the word Daas. Chachma binavadaas. That's a deep type of knowledge that is required. Lafi Pier Shafasak line thirteen. Nira Shayesh Hadargu Tiut Bakoshi. There is a going up in difficulty. Kaksha has darima rishonim koba se dunzikin neqshavim lustarim yachasit kalim. Easier the Gemara even says in Bamatsiya when a difficult question was asked to Rev uh by Rev Acha, so he was told, you know, wait till we get this Vachim, then you'll we'll deal with that question. Meaning there's, there's different, there's different heads to, to be in to focus. So when we get to Kachim et it's more difficult. What makes it difficult? Even before we get to the answer. He explains on line 22. There is a given logic that I have going into the first four Siddharim. I could kind of guess I might be wrong sometimes, but there's a general logic for, you know, why is there a holiday and what event is occurring and, and, and damages and marriage and divorce and promises and there's obviously Hiddushay Torah, but there's, it relates to realities of life that we are used to planting, and marriage, and holidays, and damages, and interpersonal relationships. That all relates to us in a more direct way, but Kachim and Taras, and we discussed this already a month and a half ago when we started Sefer Vayikra, it's more difficult, because we don't go in with any a priori logic. Just because something is true by Chathas doesn't mean it has to be true by asham, and maybe a carbon mincha is totally different, and a carbon and there's all the different karbonas. What? Just because it's true by one, it's true by the other? And it's the same thing on the top of the next column when it comes to tum'a Vitara. What's true by one tum'a? Who said that's true by another tum'a? So, what is tum'a? How could we relate it to us? How could we try to understand it? Line 5. We know obviously that tum'a does not mean dirt. It doesn't mean spiritually dirty. Like sometimes we're taught in kindergarten. Lo kayam As we said, there's no translation to the word. tame. even Aramaic, which sometimes captures the word. We translate, uncle translates tame as misa'av. Mis'av is also the translation of dirt. So he obviously doesn't mean that, but there's no other word to say. And even in English, there's no word. So what is it? What is it? So he says, some have over, over time, some have tried to say it's something to do with hygiene. He said, if you look in some secular explanations of, of Tum of Atara, line 14. Mo'ilim. Shayachim malo, halolo, einam nechonim. These are obviously totally wrong. Nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with that. So what is it? So what is it? He says, he says, the more you get into the details, you meet, the more you realize that it's not based on, on logic. Sara'ah, some of the rules, as we know, you know, if it's if you don't see, look at the Sara's. Right? After Yadav, if he's getting married, I'll look at the what? Is it Tame? Is it not Tame? No, only if the Kohen says it. Before the Kohen says it, it's not Tame. Is it? What is it? The answer is, it's God's rules. And therefore, we can't say based on what we think is, we can try to understand from within. Obviously, there's lumbus to Cachem and Taurus. And we try to understand from within the inner logic of each concept. But what we call logic of the reality that we live in, so that that's, there's no parallel in the world of in the world of Kachim and Taris, which makes it all the more all the more difficult. So so what is it then? What is it then? Let's turn the page and let's try to get to some of the answers. He says, And as we've mentioned, others say a similar idea, but we're going to see his words. There is a general idea that I'm going to say, that others also say, but I'm going to relate it a little bit more. There are really two areas in our world that we could split everything up into. There are really two areas La- alive and not alive, alive and dead. Everything is either alive or is dead. Hadvarim <inaudible> halalu, line five. Mutzagim eslenu <inaudible> kisnek sabot shelam These are two realities that are on the opposite sides of each other. They moshchem alehem u'mesadrim svivam et kol shalad And everything falls into one of these categories. Hamavas einenu nitvas ketova anormalik kechelik miderachateva. Naturally, we would say things are alive. That's the natural state of our worlds. When people are alive, when somebody dies, it's shocking. It's jarring. The natural state of affairs is life. <laughs> but always related to chait, always related to other things, maybe the original chait, right? The chait of. Adam and Chava. So that creates a jarring switch when life loses itself and life becomes death. Says Rav Steinsaltz, whenever there is this strong, immediate, sudden break where something is alive, could have been alive, could have caused life, has something to do with life, And all of a sudden, suddenly, in one second, switches, that causes Tumah. Tumah is the immediate switch, change of these two categories in our world. From life to lack thereof. We might not even call it death. We could call it life and lack of life. Life and lack of life. And he gives a muscle for those uh, mechanical engineers out there to a magnetic field and el- electricity. Feel free to, uh, to, uh, to read line 26 through 30, 32. Life to death. Life to the lack of life. And as he says, the more, and we're going to apply it to all the cases in a minute, the more life there was, then the vacuum and the loss of that life Creates then a higher level of tumah. The higher the life, the greater the greater the fall. Let's see on line thirty three. Why the highest level of tumah? What's called avia osat tumas tumas mays? Because what's the most alive item in the universe is a human being, right? We're more alive than an animal. An animal is alive too, but we would know that a person is more to a person. The most drastic change is from a human being's death. When an animal dies, it's not so drastic. Right? the animal dies, the person dies. But we know, we, instinctually, intuitively, a person dying makes more of a Roshim in the world because there's more life. And when there's more life, the change and the removal of that life Brings tumma. And if it's an Adam Yisrael, who's in 613 mitzvahs, so and not just seven, not just uh, the categories of seven, that could even bring more tumma. Because there's more life there, there's more spiritual life there. And then he says, continuing, next paragraph. And that is why not everything that we say dies creates tumah. For example, if we would have to say what is the most evil animal in the entire universe, religiously, what is the most evil animal? So we might say the nachash, the snake that caused the original sin. Right, Nachash, the, the, the Nachash uh, is uh, created a plague in Sefer Bamidbar, and yet a Nachash is not mitame when the Nachash dies. It's not one of the Shemona The Rabbin of already points this out in the Parsha. Why not? Why isn't the Nachash the most tameh? says if Stein tells us because the Nachash is not really alive, even when it's alive. What kind of life does it have? It's been cursed by God for eternally, for eternity. It has no needs, as we've said. It has no connection to the Rabbonah Shalom. It has no connection, so even when it's alive, it's not really alive. So therefore, when it dies, it's already dead. Afilu, What does the Gemara say? That's the Nachash. Because those Nachash lo metame on the bottom. Lo bechayav v'lo bemoso. V'zeh lo kol kach tamua. Ha-Nachash ha lo metame. Why? Ki-chiyu so, e'nim afspekes his life is not such a life that it's going to create Tuma. Tuma noseismma is shvira. You have to have some type of break, some type of, of positive state in order for them to create the, the negative state. And then he continues in the next column, many other examples of this as well. As we know, let's go move away from human beings now. Let's talk about line three, Tumas Nida. Tumas Nida. What is Tumas Nida? It's a potential life that all of a sudden, boom, didn't happen. Potential, 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 boom, didn't happen. That's Tumah. Tumah sanita mahutit, It is, it's destruction. It's destruction of a potential life, right? No heres sholchaim befoal. Not that, but heres. That's why it's not Tameh for seven days with uh, needing the paradum, it's not the most chamor. But it's harass. b'ikvod kach, and also similarly says otama rekomor Taim, the cells sheyachlu legadel chayim chadashim neherasim and achutsa that creates tuma and not only that vegamu yozet tuma davar kayam line ten baosad surkumuvan Gaba tumas carry same idea if there's a potential seed that could create life and it doesn't so that automatic change of 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 destiny, from life to lack thereof, creates tuma. And then he relates it to two other elements. Line 15. Allah Tsaras amru Tsaras. So the Kohen decides, in our Parsha, he looks at a spot and says, oh, is it just a stama sickness? It's a Michvas, it's a, it's a this, it's a that, or it's Tsaras. What is he deciding? Says Rabbi Steinzels, you know what he's deciding? Is this spot dead or not? Is this alive, but there's just a sickness on it, or is this spot not alive? Because that's the definition of Tumas Saras, which is as Chomor as we know, the only two types of tumas that creates Tumas Ohel is Tumas Mace and Tumas Saras, because that's the death of a part of a body. That part of the body dies. And may, he doesn't say this, but we're just adding this. One might say then, we know the halacha that says if the entire body is covered with saras, then tahar. The entire body! Why? Because then the person will be actually dead. If he's all dead, so then how could he be alive? He's walking around. So maybe that's another svar to say why, if he's totally covered, that's why it's tahar hu. But that's the issue that the Kohen is deciding, not the doctor as we know, it's the Kohen. Line 20, kashrat tofah ba m'evresh adam laka hu ka o chala ya zelo naim abo zelo saras. avo kashish davar ha sholeu adam es hu kvar lo mugdar It's no longer a sickness, el nega tamay. Negatame, and that's Ziva, and that's others. But then he adds another element, which I did not see in the other svar that have this application. Anybody who has forayed into Meseches Kalim, which is the longest Mesechta in Prakim, as we know, 30 Prakim, it's usually one of the uh, latter ones taken in a Yartzaita or in a Shloshim list. Shloshim, sometimes they split it into three. But there's one Yisod in half the Mesechta, one yisod, and that is, when is a kli makabal tumah? If it is complete. If it had gemar malacha. If it is a complete kli, if it is a usable kli, then it's makabal tumah. If it's not usable, if it's broken, if it's not developed yet, if it's not processed yet, if I haven't decided to use it in the state, then it's not makabal tumah. Why? Why do you have to have something that is finished in order to be makabal tumah? Even if I'm a broken piece of something, why isn't that Macabal Tumor? Says a Veshtim unbelievable. Because if it's broken, then it's not alive. It's not usable in that sense. And Tumor only comes from something that had a use, and it was positive, it was constructive, and now it's been affected. If it's broken to begin with, if it's not finished, so then there's no, it can't break. It can't lose it's, so to speak, life. It's not alive, obviously, in the same way as a avos or an avatuma, But it has a certain myla when it is complete. Line 31. The more complete a kli is. And that's what he says. For a kli to be S- sensitive and for, for it to be susceptible to Tuma, It has to be a shalem in order to then be to then be subject. And he continues and has other applications of this, of this as well. But then just the punchline turning over the page in his final section. Then we come to Tumas Yoletus. The beginning of it all. Why is this first, if this is the whole framework? of Tum of Atara, which we have to think about over the next couple of weeks. So what is it about Leda? It says Rabbi by there is no greater moment in a person's life, in a woman's life, there is no greater change in a second than the moment of birth. The moment of having a child, up until that second, it's been 10 months of a process of building up, of building up, of building up, of building up. Pregnancy and labor. And in a second, switches. In a second, what switches? Cesar by Steinsatz, the greatest miracle that happens in our daily life is this. Pregnancy and birth. There's no greater miracle. Imagine somebody alive inside somebody else who's alive. Do we ever, do we ever think about that? Do we, do we stop and think to realize what that means? Says Rabbi Shadim that a woman, a mother, has double life, has a life inside a life. What an unbelievable miracle every single day. What an even unbelievable hashras ha What an unbelievable miracle that occurs every second. Line 15. And then what happens the second after birth? Amazing! There's a child here, but Mitsad the mother, Mitsad the woman. What happens? She reverts back to being a regular mother, a woman. She reverts back to having a person, having a life, not a double life, a life inside a life. At that very second, where we know Kadosh Baruch Hu is present at every birth, the Maftechas weren't given over. At that second, that Metach, that pressure. That creates tuma, And that's the greatest sudden event that happens in a second and that's why that's the model, says Rabbi Steinsatz. Let's read some of his some of his words, line 18. Barulanu, it's clear. Ehu Koreu, Barulan Shak Soroklikros. We know, we understand. How does pregnancy happen? How does the birth happen? Avo be'etzem. Kala manganon, the whole mechanism. ha'isha suk, kfulim. She has a life inside of her. Vishhaimalalu pitom nikraim and it's it's ripped out of her. Zapelah. It's a pele. Right, Kanisi Hashem in the top left and the fact that uh, the herayon and the whole process, line 10, And that's why he even says sometimes there's depression following birth, right, in certain cases. That metach, that pressure, that buildup for 10 months, and in one second, it's finished, it's over. That creates Tumah, that creates a lot, but that's the source. That's the source of the idea of Tumah. Okay, so that gets us, gets our feet a little more than wet into into Parshas Tazri and Parshas Mitzorah. Let's continue now and get into one halacha. Get into a halacha. There aren't too many halachas that everybody knows in Hilchas Lashon Hara, but this is one of them. Right, sometimes we say, "But it's for toelis." We always have that excuse that uh, sometimes it's 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 for a good purpose. It's for toelis. Right? we always have to try to be honest with ourselves. Whether it's 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 there's a there's a reason. It's for toelis. That's true. But let's talk about that for a moment. The Gemara tells us in Maseches Sanhedrin, beginning of source number seven, Bishash Amar Yoshua Chata Israel after the walls of Yericho fell down, and then they went to attack Ai, and Bnei Yisrael were killed at Ai, right, they were driven back, Yeshua ben Nun's like, Oye, what's happening here? Why would we lose an Ai? Hashem says, a Jew has sinned. Chata Yisrael, somebody took from the spoils. Chata Yisrael. So Yeshua asks, Amr lefan evibonu So this is not in the text of Sefer Yoshua. But this isn't the Gemara. The Gemara says asked Hashem, "Okay, who? Tell me who." Hashem says, "You think I'm going to tell you who? Am I a, am I a rat? Am I a tattletale? I'm not telling you. Lechapel figure it out yourself. You use the urmatumim and you figure it out." Says the "There is no greater toelas than helping the Jews win a battle, saving Jewish lives." And yet, HaKadosh Baruch Hu here says, I'm not telling you. Figure it out yourself. What's the message? Says the Chafetz Chaim, even if something is for Toelas. By the way, why are we talking about Lashon Hara? Obviously, it's Saras. Saras comes from Lashon Hara, among many other Averis. That's why we're talking about this halacha. Says the Chafetz Chaim, if there is any other way to get the message across, without saying the Lashon Hara, and you can get the To'eles in a different way, that's what you have to do. And that's what you learn from none other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. Line four, 5, quoting the Chavetz Chaim, If you could figure out the Toeles, in a different way, then you can't. That's what, Hashem could have told him, it was Achan. But Hashem did not say that. Hashem says, figure it out, even though there was toelas. What do you see from here? It says the Mishpat Ozav on Sefer Yoshua. Line twelve It's not only usher because I have negative intentions. I want to hurt my friend. Even if I have no intentions of hurting my friend, I love him, but I'm just having a having a, a good a smile. If it's, if it's for To'el it says not Lashon Hara you know what you see from here it still is Lashon Hara it still is Lashon Hara even if my intentions are positive and therefore if I have any other way of solving this issue I have to do that sometimes it's allowed but don't think it's not Lashon Hara it's Lashon Hara which you're allowed to say but it's still washin' Hara. And therefore, if there's any other way for me to get out of it, I have to make sure that I go down the other channels and not the one that is open with the heter. This is by the, after the whole fact of is it really for toelis? We have to be very very sure that it's for toelis and even if it is, so then uh one has to make sure that it um, it is uh um, the, the only way out. And again, this comes up in every setting. It comes up in a school setting, teachers discussing things. It comes up in a business setting, discussing coworkers. It comes up in, in every setting. We have to be so careful in terms of our our perspective and how we talk about how we talk about other people. Okay, moving right along, we have to read some sukim. So let's get to into the tazria mitzora are just as chock full as other parshios. But uh, just got to <coughs> have different elements. Let's go all the way towards the end of Sefer, Pasha's Tazria. Towards the end by Shishi. So the passage there says that one of the halachas of a mitzora is that he has to sit outside the camp. He has to sit outside the camp. He is chutz l'sholosh machanos. We know the three machanos in, in, uh, the, in the Midbar and in, in Yerushalayim. The mitzora is the only one that's out of all of them. Some are out of one, some are out of two. He's out of all three. And not only is he out of all three, he can't even commiserate with his fellow Mitsoraim. They all have to sit all by themselves. All by themselves. <coughs> Pasik says in Pasik Memdalid, Tamehu, He the gets Saras. So after everything we know. Right, the first 44 psukim here. Talk about Sarah. Ask, how do you become a mitzora? So what's the halacha? He has to tear his clothing, like an avelus. There are many parallels. The third parakin Moid Katan has many parallels between a mitzorah and an Avel. So both have to tear their clothing. Parua. His head has to be uncovered. Right? Or roshiyah Parua, right, might mean Rashi Mugudal Sear. Parua sometimes means open. Chazal understand this to mean he has to grow his hair. Like an ovel. V'al Safam Yate, right? Also he has, to, he has to be cloaked, be cloaked like a, like an ovel. Vitame tame yikra. And he shall call tametame. Tame. Who's the he? He shall call tame tame. Not clear in the Pasik. Right? It says, right, that the uh, Uncle says Velo Sistavun Velo Sistavun Yikre. Right, that's the that we just said before. Tisdavon, right? He's called Lo Tisdavon. Let's just read the next passage. He sits alone. What does this mean? So Rashi quotes Chazal. Rashi says it means that it's the person himself talking. When anybody comes within Daladamas of me, and I have Sarath I have to say no. no, no, no. Whoa. Don't come close to me, I have Saras. You can't come to me. He has to say it about himself. Mashmia, Mashmiah l'acherem. He has to let everybody know that he has Saras. He warns others. Says the Azayim Latora, How is this mita k'neged mita? He has to tell everybody, Stay away from me. Stay away from me. Says Rav Saratskin. Source number 8 now. Because is when he sees somebody coming close to him, bari when he was healthy, over ha'asur, what did he do? Whenever people used to come to him, he used to start talking about Dvar Masurim. His mouth was full of Dvar Masurim. You know what he has to do now? He has to do a mitzvah. What's a mitzvah? He has to tell other people, don't become tame. He has to protect others. He has to help others. You're right, it's from himself. But that's the Tikkun. And what does he have to do? Chazal also say, he has to ask them to daven for him. And this is also part of the mitzvah, because you know what? He realizes that this is from a Baruch Hu. It's not Sama Sickness. The it wasn't just a coincidence or something that happened. And then he quotes the Shamati. Rav Saratzkin says that he heard from Rav Chaim Ozer the Achiyazer, who heard from the Chavetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim had a great strategy how not to talk lashon hara or rechilus or other things. What he do? When somebody came to talk to him, he started telling him a dvar Torah, and then he told him a dvar Musar. Then he told him. This. Then he told him that it was all Torah. And then it was fun. It was the end of the conversation. So there was no vacuum of time where it could be filled up with any dvar Isser. So that's what Chavis Chaim did. And that's that's even though it says in Perkiyavos, right? We have to Mishtika doesn't apply to Talmud Torah. So point number one, shot number one, how is Tame Tame Yikra a Tikkun? Because he used to use his mouth for Averos and now he uses his mouth for Mitzvos. Maybe the Pashtus is what Riv what uh Rav Sternbach Sturmbach writes in Tam Vadas, turning the page in so on the source number nine on top. According to Gemara in Chavez. That he has to go tell people, <speaking in Hebrew> like Rav Soroskin alluded to, he has to tell people to daven for him. So, what is the, me- <coughs> what's the message? He caused people to separate. He caused hafrada. He caused machlokas with his words. So now he's begging people to come together, to daven for him. He needs people to come together. He needs people to daven for him. He needs to realize that people need each other. And he has to bring people together instead of separating people. Right? That's the probably the Pashtus of the uh, idea. Related to this, though, is the next Pasuk. Not only is it Tamei Tamei Yikra, but it's also badad Di Shef. Says the Azayim Latorah, and we'll see here he's going to quote something that uh, I don't think we've ever seen the Azayim Latorah quote something like this, but we'll see in a second the What's the message of sitting alone? What's the message? So Chazal say, based on the Tamadah said it too. Fine. So Gemara says it, but he says, let me expand on this. Let me explain. What's the attitude of somebody who speaks negatively about someone else? Somebody says Lashon Hara. What what's the root? What's, that's a symptom. The symptom is the Lashon Hara. What's the disease? The disease is basically Gaifa. The disease is, I think I'm better than the other person. I think that this would never happen to me. I think that this, this midah, this action, I'm above them. <laughs> or I, don't, I, I think they're cheating me. I think they're this. I think they're that. It's all about, I don't need them. I'm not interested in them. I'm much better off being alone without them. That's the attitude of a Baal Washen Hara. Shehruven mekapech panasasso, vishimon lonahag bokavol karoi, you know, he didn't invite me to the Simcha, and therefore who needs him? I don't need him at my Simcha. Oh, neskabeh o bokavod, hamagibem and therefore he's marbeh vignusel shel ruvain shimon, ubrunuzel shel shel and therefore, he just talks down about everybody. I, need, it, either, I don't need anybody. Umisenas And when I'm talking, I start talking about individuals, then I start talking about institutions, and I start talking about organizations. Oh, that organization. Oh, you know what their financial statement looks like. You know what? You know what kind of uh, this? You know what, So it's individuals. It's companies. It's organizations. V'nid me lo shekala olam kulo lo nivra and they think, about Lashonara, that the whole world exists basically for them. I'm the best, I'm perfect. Everybody else could die. I could do this alone. That's what he dreams about. A world without all of these lowly insects that are bothering me. And that really was what Kayan wanted. Kain was jealous. Kain had, had nobody to say Lashon Hara to. But it was the same root problem. So he said, I'm better off by myself. Better off by myself. Shagam, who up at Saras? The major says he got Saras. Interestingly, because it was the same same root uh, same root problem. So how do we heal this man? How do we help this guy out? you know what we do? We say, we're going to give you your dream. You wanted to be alone? You thought you're great, you're better off? Okay. Go outside. Go by yourself. Let's see if you think that you're okay by yourself. Let him feel what it feels like to be alone. Only in that way will he realize I need society. I need a chevra I need others. He can't, people can't come and dial an of him. Imagine after somebody becomes tahar, that he'll want to like just hug somebody and just like be back just to shmooze, just to sit in, a, in, in public. And then he quotes, I've never seen this before in the Al-Zayim be Torah. Robinson Caruso. He quotes the biography from the 1600s of the shipwrecked survivor. Shebo mesupar meisa b'echad she nitsam me'aniya she nitshruva b'yam melik hatan adam, right? There's nobody there. Then he meets a couple of cannibals. Then he meets a couple of animals and this and that. Right, that was it. Kam a tarach at shemotsha shomalecho Torfos humachsim achayas torfos. V'achareha manrav hitchum shakechas adibur. Right, he forgot speech. When we came out, yatsamidaiti, he went crazy. Vahas sofer mittaer. Right, this is, uh, Torah omada. Right, Torah om derach, I don't know what you call this. Vahas sofer is taking everything in the world and using it for Torah. Vahas sofer mittaer bitsva im And the sofer describes in clear, colorful descriptions. Et ga guav Shawa isha hu, el ha minha en el hadibri mahem. How he yearns for society, he unions for a human being. As Nineveh Torah brings in Robinson Caruso into this week's partial and that's the tikkun. He thinks he can do it alone. He is, he is dead or wrong. Okay, moving right along to the final thought of the evening, and that is. We've got to do a little bit in Parshas Mitzorah. Most of what we said tonight was on both. It was general. But Parshas Mitzorah, Parshas Mitzorah as we know, Tumas Sara'as Habayas is in Mitzorah. Saraz could affect the body. Saras could affect the begadim. And as we know, Saras could affect a house. There is an opinion in the Gemara and Sanhedrin that it never happened. Either way, it doesn't matter to us. Probably the following measures that we're going to talk about is against that Gemara, against that opinion. That it never happened. The, the Rashi that we all know. Rashi says, Hashem says Aaron, When you come to that I give to you for an Achuza, I will place Saras in the houses, etc., all the halachas of Saras habayis. So, question one, which hopefully we'll come back to in a couple of minutes, and that is why is this section introduced with. Hashem says to Moshe and to Aaron. Ironically, the two people who didn't go into Eretz Yisrael. And Hashem here is telling them, Aaron especially, most of the halachos, okay, but this is to Moshe and to Aaron about Tumat Saras Abayis which only applies in Eretz Yisrael. Okay, they didn't lose their chilek yet. At this point they were going in. Hashem knew. Hashem knew what was going to happen. As if there's some emphasis Hashem says to Moshe and to Eretz. So let's hold off on that question and let's go to the other question. And that the problem is the verb. The verb that's used in Pasuk La already bothers Chazal. Ki Eretz Canaan, when you come into Eretz Canaan, asher anin osin lachem lachuzah, venasati negat saras, beveiz eretz achuzah I will place. Uncle says, v'etain. I will give. I will give, I will give you tzaraas. And the obvious question is giving is usually something good. Giving is usually something happy. And here it's saras, it's a negative. So what is it? So Rashi says, as we know, Nasati Saras, It is a besorah. It is telling them news. Nagam are gonna come, why? It is something good. The Emoriam, they heard that the Jews were on the march. Like They're coming in. And therefore, they knew that they might take their houses. They hid. They hid their treasures in the walls of the houses. And Hashem knew this. And Hashem wanted to figure out a way to break the walls down in order for the Jews to find the house, the, the treasures. And that's why with Saras, they break the walls. I didn't a person do an Aveira. Okay, Kasha. But either way, that's the lush of Vinasati. Vinasati, I will give. So we'll come back to that too. Let's read together, though, in Itziv. The Nitsiv quotes three ideas. Included is the Rasha that we just said. Now, idea number one, first he quotes one line of the Ramban. The Ramban says our Ramban, source number 11, Lirmos ki yad Hashem lo teva klau. This is hinting to us. What's hinting to us? Maybe the language of an Asati, as we'll get back to. The Ramban just says to hint that it's all yad Hashem, lo teva klau. That's what the Ramban says. Says the what does he mean? lo what it's just that it's a miraculous event that it's Sarat spots on houses. So say it by begadim too. This is the third. Umishemhachi, and that is why Bochazalid Rasha Rashi. That's why Rashi says what he says. It's not just okay. It's it's a miracle. You're right. It's a miracle. But Sarat's begadim was also a miracle. So what exactly is the message of this pasuk? So, says the Ramban, and he'll get back, says the Nitziv, and he'll get back to the Ramban, he quotes the Zohar. The Zohar asks about the Venatati, but the Zohar also asks, if the whole point is just to find the treasures, so why do you have to switch the stones that had Saras? Just like, you know, Saras gets better on your body, you don't to switch your body. So, take out the stones, find the treasures. Oh, thank you, Hashem. Put the stones back, and the stones will get better. Just like the stones got taraz, so though. It'll be removed. Says the Zohar, and the Netziv paraphrases it. Misham hachi yishvu shahabonabayas tsarech lihi zaher Beyisto shayya al shaym hatorah ubikadusha. When you build something, it has to be with Kedusha and Torah from the start. The basis, the even pinah, the foundations of any building, physically or metaphysically or spiritually, it's got to be pure, the beginnings. The imlokein, if it's not pure from the start, midbak boruach tumah, ruach tumah will be, will be connected to it. Who That's why these Canaanite houses, these old oh, Avodazarah, what they built these houses, they were doing whatever they wanted. What was their cavana when they were building the houses? Tumma Avodazara. So Hashem makes them rip out the stones and rebuild. Why? To give them the opportunity to build their houses in Aratis soil. Bikdu Rabbi Cooperman in the footnotes quotes the whole Zohar translated to Hebrew, line, where it's underlined. The Kashir is chilul ibnos omrim ma bonim. The Kenaniim when they build their houses, what did they do as they were building? What are we building it to? They used to say the have a They used to say the tuma terrible. So Hakadosh Baruch had them not only find the treasures but put in new stones. That's the benasati. I'm giving you an opportunity to be able to build a house. Bikdu Right? This is connected, he does a quote of the Gemara in Meseches, Baba Metziah. Rabbi Chia, Rabbi Chia says, I'll make sure the Torah is not forgotten. In Eretz Yisrael, in in, um, Am Yisrael. What does he say he does? He he makes, he he, uh, sows, Threads, and he makes nets, and he catches deer in the nets, and then he shechs the deer, and he takes the cloth, and he writes six cloth, and he gives it to six people, six kids to learn Mishnayis, and five to learn Torah, and then they teach it to each other, and the chulu, the chulu, ask the balimus, the why did he just Take a deer. Why do you have to just buy cloth in the store? The answer is from the start it was Lashma. From the basis. From the foundation it was Lashma. Says that it says that's the Vinasati. Vinasati, I'm giving you an opportunity, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to build it, Bikdusha. To build a B'Tar, Whenever a project starts, it has to be Lashma. Whenever anything starts, that's the Galvas. And we could say it's whenever. Even if we didn't start something, whenever a week starts, that's why Mozi Shabbos, the start of the week, is so, has such special qualities to it. Whenever a month starts, Rosh Chodesh, whenever there's a foundation in time, in space, in anything, it is something that has to be realized. And related to this, if you turn over for a minute before we said the last point of the Nitziv, uh, turning over to the Minchas Mikhail, contemporary Rav, he says maybe that's why Moshe and Aaron are given the credit here because it's their descendants. They didn't go into Eretz Yisrael. But the schus of going into Eretz Yisrael and eventually creating these houses, it all goes back to Moshe and Aaron. They were the ones that implanted Kedusha in this nation, in this people. And therefore, this Vinasati, which is all about starting afresh, starting anew. B'kidusha v'tara, says it all goes back to you, Moshe, and that's why Aaron's descendants, obviously the Kohanim, are the ones that are going to make this forecast. But that is all the Vinasati. Going back to the nitziv though, he says, L'fi'abshat, I think he could just say something else. UbeemS, line 14, back in the nitziv L'fi'abshat matzinu gambalashen klala, and v'nasati. Everybody's bothered. Oh, v'nasati, that's a good thing. says the Nitziv, is not true. The word v'nasati doesn't mean always a good thing. A matana. V'nasati means it's Hashem's direct involvement. That's what v'nasati means. Look in the tochacha, says the Nitziv. You also have v'nasati there. That's not good. V'nasati means direct hashgacha. And he says, that's what the Ramban means. When the Ramban says, it means that it's direct Hashkocha Hashem. That's the Lashon of Anasati. That's why he says it here. Yes, everything is Hashkocha, but the emphasis of the Ramban of Anasati is here. We have to realize Baruch Hu is involved in our life, always, in Saras for sure. But throughout, he is involved. But going back to the other shot, we have to try to do what we can to build everything, Bikdush of from the start, to be Zocha to the Hashkacha Pratis that Am Yisrael were Zoha to in the Midbar. Okay, we'll stop here. Then Hashem, next week, we'll get into Achremus Kedoshim. Again, in four weeks, it'll be the next four weeks, we'll be a week ahead of B'nei Chutzlaretz, B'chukosai, we get back together. We do Bar B'chukosai separately, and they do it uh, together. Okay, we'll stop here.